Welcome to Lights, Camera, Transaction, potentially episode 19. It's up for debate. We'll find out. Anyway, my guest. What's up, man? Gabo. Gabo. <laughs> so, uh, when we first met, actually, here's how I found you originally. I moved to Orange County three years ago, four years ago, and I was sitting on my couch on Instagram, and I'm like, I need to find the people that are the movers and shakers in town. I don't remember what hashtags I was looking up, what I was looking up, but if you go on Instagram and look up Orange County or whatever I Googled, or Google, Instagram, yeah. you pop up because you're out there, you're active. Yeah. So I think that should speak to the power of social media, Absolutely. number one. Um, but yeah, I've been following you ever since and I continuously run into you. We ran into each other at a restaurant. I mean, you, you're always putting yourself out there and I respect that. And that's why I wanted to bring you in and chat because I think in the business world today, you need to be on the offense consistently. And I like to have people on the show that can bring value to other business owners or business leaders. So here we are. Here we are. Four years later. You're I still know. putting yourself out there. I know. We're, we've, been, we've been going hard for, yeah, I mean, now, I said five years, 2016. Yeah. Big switch in my business and yeah. went all in. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, every time that I see you, you've got cameras and microphones, and you need to. This yeah. is the, it's the world that we live in today. Absolutely. That's how people find it. That's how I found you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what what percentage of your customers that you have find you the way that I did, which is like, you're just on um, Instagram, you're on. 100%. Social. Yeah. I mean, everything. Even the first couple of customers led to the next one, so, so I have to attribute everything to that. Yeah. Everything because there's nothing else I've done. Yeah. You know, it's been social media from the beginning, and it continues to be social media. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so 100. percent Yeah, <clears throat> I, I would. Say, when when did you really start promoting the business? G. Well, first of all, let's take a step back. Yeah, your business, G Social. G Social. Okay. When did G Social? G-Social started in 2016. Okay. So completely uh, 190 degrees switch. Um, I played tennis all my life. Yeah. I had tennis schools. Yeah. Um, I played uh, college, professional, and tennis was my world. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, I grew up uh, tennis schools to like 80 kids, and then I was just like super overwhelmed. I kind of got my midlife crisis earlier, and I was just like, this is, this is not it. This cannot be it. Yeah. Um, I live in Newport Beach. I was getting invited to go to the golf tournaments. I was getting invited to do, and I couldn't do anything. I'm like, this is, this is what being an entrepreneur is. Mm -hmm. Feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, uh, feeling like there's no purpose. Like, you know, and I love working with these kids, but it got to the point where it's like, this is not it. Take a completely switch, and that's when I started diving into the changing. Um, I started like I actually got a high Lopez course for a social media agency. That's how I. That's how I began. I invested a thousand dollars for the course, ninety days money back guarantee. I'm like, oh, I'll get it. I'll return it for sure. Well, I couldn't because I did so well. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I'm like, so hold on, we have an avid Ty Lopez course. One course, that was here. it. Okay. That, one course. I know he has hundreds probably. Yeah. One course. Yeah. I got the social media agency. Because um, there's, a, I mean, Ty Lopez. I re, I respect a lot of things that he does, but he's one of those guys where he has so many things where you're like, is that actually valuable? What he's putting out there. You, Clearly, some of it is. This one was. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't talk about, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm overwhelmed with what he does. So I'm just like, that one hit me. He got me with the whole 90-day return policy. Yeah. I'm like, there, I cannot lose. Yeah. 
and I got it. And within 30 days, I had two clients. Within six months, the whole Gary Vee and Ty Lopez it took the whole pill of what they were talking about. Yeah. That's how I switched. Yeah. In six, in eight months, I had my side hustle. I, I did exactly what they said. Start a side hustle, match your income, yeah. and jump. That's what I did. I started my side hustle, I matched my income, yeah. and I said, buy tennis. Yeah. And my wife and my partner's wife, and then we're like, what? You guys have been working so hard. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't wanna do this. And that's been six years now, jumped on a new, a new avenue, started working with restaurants, started working with the Business Newport Beach Association, and, and just went all in on that. And that, let, that gave me so much, I woke up every day yeah. feeling like I was, like I got to the whole thing of like, I don't feel like I'm ever working. Yeah. And that's a true blessing. Yeah. Yeah, this guy like, Instagram stories, you know, I'm getting ready for bed just on Instagram and he's like still in the office. Like I'm still here working, dude. I love it. Um, so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were really restaurant focused years ago. I remember you were really restaurant focused and then, you know, you'd post stuff where you were out golfing on the weekends, having fun. Um, especially when you post stuff with your kids, that's cute. But now when I go and check you out, it's all, it's all heavy, heavy golf. How did that, how did you kind of make the transition? Are you all golf now? It's it's becoming that way. Yeah, it's becoming that way. But the transition happened. Um, like I said, when I first started, the whole um, social media agency was heavily yeah. heavily pushed towards restaurants. Yeah, that was one of the biggest industries that they thought that you could have an easy in because restaurants were suffering with social media. They didn't know what to do. They don't have no videos. So I went that route. I was like, oh, I, I think I can do that. And I had a, a good relationship that I built with uh, Business Newport Beach. Um, I worked with a great producer there, and we started creating some great content, and we just crushed it. Mm-hmm. We started a new weekly series, and that led into you know that led into a six-figure contract in seven months, which was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is crazy. It's possible. So that's why I was so heavy in in, in restaurants because when I had the contract with the Newport Beach Restaurant Association, you're looking at 400 plus restaurants. So we, we didn't have enough time to serve all of them. Yeah. So that's what I was so heavy and that was every week we were at a different restaurant, we were creating content, we became the thing in Newport Beach because like, dude, these guys are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every single restaurant, food, yeah. the people, the chefs, we created that whole environment and it just went nuts. Yeah. You know, people, everybody noticed. You know, from the highest to everybody knew. When we walked in, they knew we were coming, what we were doing. So yeah. that was fantastic. Unfortunately, COVID happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it hit obviously home, you know? Restaurants, shutting down, restaurants closed. So all of a sudden, luckily, again, my big, I had my big passion when it came down to golf. Mm-hmm. That was really like, to this day, that's my passion. And, and I felt like, you know, I, I wanted to kind of go that route eventually. Well, COVID made it happen really fast. And then you made the, pivot. the timing was right for me because I had just landed Modern Beach Golf Wings. The way I landed Modern Beach Golf Wings was because I was working with the resort first, doing all their outlets and their restaurants. Yeah. So that was it. It took almost a year and a half of you know, working with them, working with them, finally they give me the opportunity. I land Modern Beach Golf Wings and I'm like, this is it. And that's, you know, that's almost been a year and a half now. So you use that name really as leverage. That was my first client in yeah. golf. Like that was my first climb in golf. Obviously, that was just before they changed to the Waldorf Osteria. Mm-hmm. That was still Modern Beach uh, Resort. 
Um, now it changes to the wall for stereo, everything starts working that way. I realized that Modern Beach Golf is actually part of a huge organization which is called OB Sports, which is owned by Troon. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it's like you're talking about one of the biggest golf companies in the, in the world. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I started working with them, um, again, crushing it, you know, people start noticing, the CEO of Troon notices what we're doing, and that leads into the next golf course, and then that leads to that. And the way G-Social is, it's, um, I, I get this question a lot, it's like, how do you make money? They ask me, because they're like, they, they cannot be making money, you're having too much fun. And I'm like, well, this is how we make money. The production side of things, the video marketing things, that's what brings the revenue. The media side of it, that's my long-term play. Mm -hmm. I want to build a media empire that, that just becomes that entity that just people want to be part of it. We start getting a lot of eyes, but that's a long-term. Yeah. It's a long-term play, um, but that's how we balance the, the company. You know, Half of it is producing income, the other half is investing in long term, and that's how I started working with PGA, LPGA, and all those. I love things. that. So, talk a little bit about like long term, and when you say long term, what mm -hmm. like how many years do you think it takes to accomplish what you need to? I mean, it could potentially be faster than I thought, uh -huh. but I think this is going to be at least a three to five year play. Okay. And what, is, what does the long term look like for Jesus? Long term media outlet where we're just having you know millions of people going to a website going to you know just not one website yep. but a series of websites that we're creating content um for the golf industry and um you know we really want to tie the golf hospitality and travel yeah um and i think that's where we're going to kind of do a 360 approach yeah. to restaurants hospitality and travel because okay. i think that's the that's where we feel there's the biggest biggest opportunity so in since the inception of the company what would you say what's and it could be a couple of different things, but what, what would you say is the, was the biggest challenge? Maybe out of the gates, I'm sure your challenges have grown in some ways and just changed in other ways over the course of business, but initially what was the biggest challenge? And then if you think about now, what's your biggest challenge? Um, initially was, was just to get the first opportunities, you know, just like I think any, any business, you know, getting, getting started, but with getting started, the bigger challenges came in, and for me, it has always been going against what's the establishment, yeah. against um, people that are older in age, that are established, that they're in PR, that they're in marketing, and they're just like, you don't, they don't even know what you're talking about, they feel challenged because they're like, dude, you're gonna make me look bad, um, and there has that's been the biggest challenge to really let them know, like, hey, I'm here to help, mm -hmm. I'm not here to make you look bad. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been the biggest challenge that really has slowed their progress on my progress yeah. because they're just kind of like really timid and and that's unfortunately been the, the biggest challenge. Yeah, so out of the gates, it's really just getting established, yeah. getting getting clients. Did you do anything that initially to get clients that you wouldn't do today? Like were you giving stuff away for free? Were you Were you just like, hey, I need you to take a chance on me so that I can use you as case studies when this goes well? Work for free, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but I always another question I get a lot, and I I believe there's there's a time and there's a place to do that. Yeah, and I and I think right now, especially on the creative side, there's such a competitive environment that you almost have to work for free. Yeah, which brings a huge problem because then a lot of people are looking for that free work, which disrupts the whole industry for and sure. the pricing and. Um, so I think it needs to be better structured, and I think as people understand that, yes, free is okay, 
but it always has to be for a reason. Yeah. It needs to be free to do something, not just free, and then I, I let you go, and then I get the next free. Yeah. And I think that's a, a, you know, a problem between companies and creatives. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, you know, we had a very similar strategy when we started the business. We we did a lot for free initially. Yeah. Lost a ton of money on our first dozen, two dozen clients because we had to prove that our model worked and that we could replicate it. And it's an investment that you have to make. But I think what also comes with free is you, you have to have a great product too. Because even if it's free, if it's a service, you're taking somebody's time, and their time is still valuable. So I think if you're giving away something for free, you shouldn't just assume the person on the other side should be grateful because, oh, they're doing this for free. Once that product or service starts, they're still expecting value out of this because this is now taking their time. They've committed. It's almost like they don't even care what they've spent. They want this to go well. It, it becomes a two-sided thing just as if they had paid. So. Um, that's something that we certainly realize, and I'm sure you have too, is the clients that you're doing things for free, they still become very demanding. And in the back of your mind, you're like, but I'm doing this for free, and you have to quickly drop that. Because oh. at the end of the day, they're passionate about their business and what they're doing just as you are. And it's more about what is the end result of this whole project working together versus what did I pay for it. But now, I'm sure as time has progressed, you probably do much, much less for free. The stuff I would assume you're doing for free, correct me if I'm wrong, is stuff that you're just like really passionate about it. Like, well, the perfect example would be, yeah, definitely the, the free part. That would be up there with the biggest struggles yeah. in terms of pricing and in terms of, especially when you start as zero. Yeah. A lot of the people that, um, as you grow, you know, it's, all, it's, it's unfortunate, but they don't grow with you. Yeah. They still think you're down here. Mm -hmm. And it's not about being cocky, it's not about being arrogant, but it's like, no, I, like if you really break it down, and I had an experience with, with a close friend that I'm like, I've been investing you know, 40, 50% of everything I make, and then now, when I started, I have a $300 camera, and I have you know, over $50,000 of equipment, and it's just been, a, a, in a, you know, like I didn't start with money to say like, oh, I'm gonna open up a business with $100,000, like it doesn't work like that. So that was what I was able to do something for free, because my investment was this small. As I grow, my investment has this big, I, I, I lose money just getting out of the door. So that has been a big challenge, but also like being able to explain, to be like, this is not free. Like free doesn't work forever. Free is just to get started, to show that. But it gets to the point where it's just like, my work shows, I don't need to prove anybody. And it's not about being arrogant. Mm -hmm. It's just, and then I'm sure you do the same thing. You're like, oh, I don't need to prove you anything. Right. There's my track record for the last, few years whatever so I think that transition really um, I think that's kind of like the next stage of a business mm -hmm. where, where as long as you're able to get through that all of a sudden you start reaping the benefits of like people don't don't even question it when you go buy a BMW they don't question it yeah they know what they're gonna pay they go in they sign the paperwork they're going um, and from my experience it's happened that the people that pay the less amount of money the people that are always ask for the breaks for the sale like help me out you know we'll grow together the exposure it's always been a headache and I learned the hard way and the people that have, that don't question it estimate goes in mm -hmm. five minutes later approved boom they're never a problem and they're always super so then I, I learned the hard way I'm like you know what sorry mm -hmm. no 
sorry, no, sorry, no. And, and the transition was hard because when people are like, oh, I can't believe it. But you got to go through those growing pains. For sure. Growing pains. And, and you evolve. And you evolve relationships. You evolve friendships. Mm -hmm. You evolve uh, mentors. You evolve everything. It and gets, I think that's the way. It gets easier. I hope. What <laughs> do you, I'm, I'm sure, did you have times initially where you thought about throwing in the towel? Oh. Do you still have those times? Of course. Times? Of course. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's absolutely. I don't think it's talked about enough people. I have those days, too, where I'm like, you know what? What am I doing with this business? Like, there's so much work. And then there's other days, You're which I have, I, I tell people, like, we, we have plans to open 25 of these branch offices. And to be able to support small businesses in almost every major market across the country, right? So if you have a business, we have somebody that can actually be there and get to you. <clears throat> There's some days where I'm like, you know what? I don't even want any offices. There's other days where I'm like, international is what we should be looking at. It just depends on what's going on. But I think what makes an entrepreneur or any business successful is to quickly eliminate those thoughts, right? Those, you have this big mission, right? It's never a straight line. It's all different types of things you're weaving in and out. And the the best things that happen and the worst things that happen, either in your business or in your mind, you'd have to just keep it right in the middle. Yeah. Like tune them all out and try to stay the course as yeah. much as possible. Because I think that's where businesses fail is they either get too distracted by the good stuff and they change what they're doing that was working or they're too distracted by either the negative thoughts in their own mind yeah. Or what one client said, or what their friend said. Or a no. I, yes, exactly. Because like, we're in the business of no's, and it's almost it's it's happened right now. Like with me, like breaking through the um, the LPGA and the PGA has not been easy. A lot of people again see the Instagram highlights, like oh, you're at the U.S. Open, yeah. you're at the uh, you're at the Women's U.S. Open, you're at the Men's U.S. Open, you're across the country in a tournament. Um, they don't see a lot of the back, which I try to share as much as possible mm -hmm. with the back. But the, the other struggle that I had is like, it's really tough to be really transparent what's happening because sometimes you will indirectly trash on people. And that's been a really big struggle for me because I like to share. Yeah. And I would love to share a lot of the things that are happening, a lot of the things that are just make no sense. Yeah. But you have to be patient. You have to pick your battles. You have to be patient. Um, it's about strategizing, about not being too hot-headed and, and going a little bit too crazy, but also keeping that balance of, of transparency and, and, and sharing the wins, sharing the, sharing the losses. You know, I put a cool post um, a few weeks back about like saying that how many times have I, have I got no's from the PGA? Denied, denied, potential denied, denied, denied. And unfortunately, you know, most people will only remember the fact that I was at the US Open. Yeah. But they won't remember the fact that I posted that I got denied, you know, a dozen times in the yeah. last six months. Yeah. Um, and they don't know, you know, what I had to do to, like, email and, like, literally, like, just beg almost, you know, like, hey, this is worth it. And then you feel like, oh, I had this big breakthrough. Oh, I'm at the U.S. Open. I'm at the next tournament. There's no way they're going to deny me for the next one. And I get denied. And I'm just like, wow. So it's a constant struggle. Mm -hmm. It's a constant struggle. And, you know, um, you mentioned that the whole part about, like, uh, doing stuff for free. The hardest part, and I think this is something that people will take really too hard. The hardest no is when you're offering for free. 
and you get still say no. <laughs> That's when it really hurts. Because yeah. yeah. you're just like, you're really? Like, so it my, just like, my, I'm, I'm giving you all this value for zero and it's a no? Like, what it's not I even think? zero, it's minus my pocket because I have to right. travel, I have to pay for my, yeah, yeah, yeah. For my food, yeah. for my hotel, for right. this, for my cameras, my equipment, my time, yeah. my experience. Like, how much do I suck? If I can, and you don't. Yeah. So that's. I mean, I'll share with that. I don't know how when this will go out, but that's really what happened last week. Is like, I'm gonna go cover the KPMG on my dime across the country in Atlanta. I showed you what I've done. U.S. Open. I have a proven track record. But somebody in that email decided to just go. No. I was like, what? And then the problem is like you go on LinkedIn and like of course you go research who this person is, and it's like. He's been with the company four months. I'm like, so anyways, there's a lot of learning experiences, but that's the good and the bad. That's the good and the bad. So true. <laughs> um, so let's, let's wrap with one of our favorite questions yes. here, which is go back in time to when you're 21 years old. What advice would you give to yourself? Save more. Save. I mean, uh, save more. more. Yeah. Save more money. Um, Really gonna last forever. Really believe, really believe, and and for me, I my testimony is. It wasn't a lack of information. Mm -hmm. My dad was in the finance industry. Like I, it was not a lack of information. Many, many people. I mean, I did it all wrong. Mm -hmm. My dad told me from day one, start saving money. Little now, when you turn whatever, at eighteen. Nah, twenty one. So that. Be careful when I came to the U.S. from Mexico. Mexico, the credit card system is not as easy and flexible. Like the interest rates yeah. down there are like 40, 50%. Yeah. The culture here is like, ah, eh, 30% interest. Be careful with credit cards. I remember when I got to college, the first week I had that little thing on my dorm. Mm-hmm. Apply for a credit card. You probably got a free hat. If $500. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> be careful with credit cards. Be careful with credit cards. Mm-hmm. I got in that. Yeah. When you're in the U.S., hey. Have you been paying taxes? I'm like, what? What do you mean? I'm Mexican. I don't need to pay taxes. Got in tax problems. So everything that they told me, like, don't be careful. I got, I got burned. So I take it as an experience, and I share with people. Be like, yeah, that would be the number one thing. Like, listen. I'm actually willing to bet you're already instilling these financial tools with your own kids. You're, I bet you're already prepping them in some way. I mean, you have to, because yeah. if not, then it's not worth the yeah. learning. You know, the learning has to be worth something, and um, that would be the the thing. Just kind of like um, that, and then like the one thing that that it hunts me down is when we first did a, I got into like real estate law, like back in like ten, fifteen years ago, when the whole like flipping houses was mm-hmm. still a little bit easier. Like, I did a flip with a friend in in Mexico. We we didn't really know what we we're doing, but without go too much into detail. We got our first offer, and I would have made $25,000, which back then was like, it would have been like amazing, right? And I think that would have like literally had a big change in my life if that would have happened. We didn't take the first offer because we thought it was too early. We were like, oh, like, oh, we're probably priced it wrong. Fast forward almost five months, I ended up making $4,000. That was a huge learning experience. Because mm-hmm. that would have, like, that friend that I did that transaction with, now he, we, we grew up together, and he lives in Mexico, and he's in engineering, he builds, he's at build. Um, that 
was the one thing that I that can go back if I had to pick one thing in my life that I was like, because he went on to eventually keep building. He was gonna do that eventually, but if I think that transaction would we would have taken that win, most likely he would I would have kept that money with him, and that would have turned like he now he owns fifteen twenty five different properties. Yeah. So that's those those two things. Save more and then make sure you take that first. That first, yes. Love it. <laughs> um, appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Congrats on all your success. Thank it's you. It's been Same. fun following along. And uh, where can people find you? Social handles, yep. emails, where's the best place? Um, Instagram at gabo.style and gsocial.now. Those are the two main handles on Instagram. Um, love and follow on uh, YouTube. We're trying to build that. We're at 56. So we're trying to get to the 100 to get our, our domain. But um, yeah, that's it. And if you guys find anything, send me a DM. Get in contact with me. I would be more than happy to talk to you guys. And uh, and thank you so much Thanks for your time. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>